Hey everyone, it's Stephanie Garcia, and this is the Art of Becoming series, where we talk all about the journey between where you are right now and where you want to be, and all the stuff that has to happen in between to get you there. If you're ready, let's get started. Hey everyone, how's everybody doing? I am doing really, really great. Uh, right now, as I'm recording this, it's January 2021, and it's snowing outside, and so beautiful, and we're not going anywhere, and um, I thought, perfect time to put out another uh, podcast episode. So this podcast episode's a little bit different. Um, it's one that actually I had recorded with my friend Hudson Phillips. If you listen to episode two, you got to know him a little bit. He's a filmmaker based in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, when we did this, it was it was a live that we did. It was probably, I want to say, March, April, around that time, 2020. Uh, everybody's in the middle of lockdown, quarantine. And we decided to come together again to kind of give some morale to people. Um, I was back and forth on whether or not I wanted to release this episode as a podcast um, mainly because, again, it was a live, and it, the quality is the audio quality for me is not where I would like it to be. But that being said, for me, it was really, really important that I kind of took that perfectionism part and put that to the side because I feel like the message is way more important. It's not horrible audio. It's not bad audio. Just for me, it wasn't as as what I was wanting. And I didn't want that to be something that stopped people from getting the chance to hear the message based because I didn't think it was, you know, packaged perfectly. So anyway, sometimes we got to just move past the mess to get to the message. And I didn't want to hold that back from anybody. So I decided I was going to take that live that we did and um, I'm now creating it as a podcast episode. And it's all about how to stop limiting ourselves. When we were shooting or recording that, I'm sorry, recording that, uh, at that time, everybody was feeling quite limited, literally, and constrained, literally, with not being able to go anywhere. And so we were thinking we weren't capable of doing anything because we were in that lockdown. And that wasn't, that's not true. Essentially, you know, we have to get past our thoughts around those limits so that we can open ourselves up to the possibility. And so that's what this conversation um, was all about and it doesn't matter if you're listening to it if you, if you listened to it back then or um, if you're listening to it now you know January of 2021 uh, or you're listening to it four or five years from now it doesn't matter when you're listening to it the same concept applies so without further ado here is the episode enjoy Hey! How's it going? Oh, not too bad. How's it going with you? Uh, it is pretty good. It's a little yeah. uh, chilly outside here in Atlanta yeah. right now. Um, unseasonably, so. Right? Uh, try to stay in the pretty, sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you have a, uh, a lot of wind. We have a lot of wind over here in Indiana, uh, and it's a cold wind, so it's one of those that just, like, hits right through you. Yeah, no, we, uh, we, Jones, we certainly doing? don't have it that bad. No, <laughs> you're lucky then. So how's life uh, being quarantined right now? I don't know if I love that word. What, quarantined? Yeah, I'm not sure I love that word. It's, I, I don't know. It's 
It, it is generally not associated with happy things, though. No. no. <clears throat> um, life for me is uh, surprisingly busy. I'm very lucky to have uh, steady work and steady paychecks coming in, so I know I'm ultra grateful for that. Um, I know a lot of people don't. I know I have a healthy family and everything. Very, very happy. Um, but uh, we actually had a lot of plans with our with our feature film, This World Alone. Yeah. that we were going to uh, release right now. And uh, we were going to have it uh, do a tour. We're supposed to be in, uh, I think, Knoxville right now doing a screening. And um, so we had all this really cool college tour, um, art house theater tour set up and all that got put on hold. We had a really cool anthology book that we were releasing along with it that was going to be released. And uh, that was put on hold. So um, everything, just the whole world is on pause right now, which is yeah. very bizarre. Yeah. But I feel like I can't really complain. Um, as painful as those things are personally, they are, you know, really just um, still fun, creative projects that um, I'm sure we'll see the light of day at some point. But uh, much like everybody else, life is on hold. On hold. It's like a, I like the word pause because I think that's really, really accurate. The whole quarantine thing. I still like, yeah, the world's on pause. Uh, but do you, you still feel like the Internet connection? I know a lot of people are having a hard time. Uh, with the internet. I just want to say for a moment, hey everybody, hi, thanks for coming, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're back. Lost you for a minute with the internet. Yeah, I was, uh, something went down and so I was, I was taking my uh, phone off of Wi-Fi in case that was causing a problem. Uh, okay. So do you think that your, um, your projects are going to come back? You're still going to be able to, do you think you'll be able to move that tour to a little bit later? Hopefully, but that's kind of the thing is we have no idea. So um, part of our tour was college stops. And I've heard a lot of colleges may not be coming back until 2021 potentially now. And so we're trying to just um, we're trying to just weigh that and figure it out. But uh, we're just not sure. It'll it'll take some time. Um, In the meantime, I'm trying to to stay busy and uh, encourage people. That's my dog barking. I don't know if you can hear barking in the background. Yeah, it's okay. I think we're, we're all getting used to seeing people living... Um, you know, there are normal lives. I think on online we've been so used to showing a certain um, depiction of ourselves, and now, you know, uh, it's it's a very much more of an authentic view, which I think is a great thing. You know, I'm surprised I'm not hearing my dogs barking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I think what you're talking about now, where you're um, your work is on pause, I think it segments really well into this conversation we're having today, uh, which is all about how to not limit yourself and how to take um, this time that we're living in right now and let it be something that gives us a chance to maybe rethink and redo things. Yeah. Uh, in a way that maybe we're not used to. Maybe, you know, you thought college tour was an awesome way and maybe... Maybe a new way is going to come to you that's even better for your film to come out. That's uh, true. Maybe it's you true. weren't able to think about before. Yeah, and that's something we kind of have to hope in whether it's true or not. We don't know yet, but uh, we have found that in terms of the industry and, you know, we really wanted to do something unique and different with our, with our film in order to really connect with audiences. And that was kind of the theme of what we're doing. Hey, we want to, you know, be face to face, shaking hands and like, Oh, okay. None of that. Well, you, can't, you can't do that now. Uh, but we have had a number of phone calls about more traditional distribution with the film since then, in part because, um, 
because everybody's on hold, people were just more accessible. People were more willing to watch the film or talk to you about um, deals and distribution and things because it's just um, they have more time on their hands, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's very possible. Um, I will say on my personal side, it's really helped me rethink some things, um, especially like health-wise, eating better, getting exercise, getting out in nature, just having a little bit more time to um, stop and, and, and take care of myself. Um, so I've, I've started to, to do some new daily habits. I even got this app that kind of tracks my daily habits and stuff. Um, and so uh, that's been one positive out of this is uh, my goal is to, if I set these daily habits now, that when all this is over and we go back to life as normal, that um, those habits will kind of stick, right? So I was like, can I use yeah. this time um, where I get to be a little more choosy with my time uh, to establish some great kind of uh, uh, mental health habits and uh, physical health habits. Um, and it, it's been really, I think it's been really good for me so far. Yeah, I'd imagine that that's going to be useful um, when it comes to releasing films and creating films and putting that out there. I imagine that's a very uh, stressful time or it could take a lot of your mental space. Totally. Um, and, and it's very physically um, tiring and taxing as well. So maybe, yeah, taking the time to get healthy now, at least in a new way, is going to be helping you to be more sustainable. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people post during this time. Um, you know, um, the, the organization that I run, Script Blast, is screenwriting focused. Um, and a lot of people are like, hey, I'm going to use this time to finish the screenplay or get this stuff done. And it's all about kind of productivity things, which I think is great. Um, but I do think a lot of times, um, you know, I spent the first week of this thing just glued to the Internet, trying to soak up any information I could. And yeah. I was not in the mindset to write at that time. Um, and I yeah. think it's important for people to kind of recognize seasons in their lives. Like we don't always have to be ultra productive. Um, yeah. I think it's great if you can kind of establish some daily habits, especially with writing and things. But uh, but there are going to be seasons where that's not going to happen. And maybe it's maybe it's a season with health, maybe it's a season with you know for me when my son was younger I wasn't as productive as I am now that he's a teenager because he just soaked up more of my time and I think we have to be forgiving with ourselves and say hey it's okay that sometimes um, life is going to be busy sometimes um, something else is going to pull your attention away and other times you're going to be able to, to really focus on your creative aspects and, and the things that you really want to spend your time doing um, sometimes our day job will pull us away for a season, um, and then we ha we other have other times where we have a little more freedom. Um, so I think we just have to be understanding with ourselves and kind of forgiving and, and realize that, that life is, is made up of seasons. And, and we're in a season right now that's very complicated, and we've never experienced anything like this before, so we don't know how to react to it. And I think I think it's a real kind of up-and-down struggle right now for everybody to figure out, hey, w w what am I doing with this time? Oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. And I, I'm being forgiving because there's a lot of lot out there of uh, people feeling the pressure to do something and make something about this time. Um, yeah. But I think sometimes that that comes from this idea that we always have to be doing something, and the very uncomfortable feeling of uh, of having to sit and stop and not do anything. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, and having yeah, to be facing sure. that is not an easy an easy thing, and it's okay. I, you know what? Compassion, but also forgiveness. If you aren't being productive right now, yeah, that's okay. You yeah, know, I, have, um, I have a hard time. Yeah, personally, I 
if if I haven't been productive in a day, uh, by the end of the day, I'm kind of depressed and I'm kind of in this funk that I feel like I have to uh, constantly be doing something because that's that's just kind of what lights me up and, and what gets me excited about life. Um, so it is hard for me to not be able to do things. It's hard for me yeah. to um, to go through a day and not check 20 boxes, you know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, uh, so... Um, but yeah, it, it is it is finding that balance and saying, hey, um, you know what? Uh, and, and I I do these kind of self mantras. Hey, Hudson, you have value even if you don't create something today. You have value uh, even if you aren't accomplishing things, right? You you have value just for existing. You have value for your your friends and family. And and um, I think it takes uh, a certain mindset. And like sometimes I'm not even sure I believe those things. But I think the more that I repeat them, the more that I start to believe them, you know, um, yeah. just cause I think, I think the up and down, um, well, let me put it this way. I, I believe that people are valued for their creations, but not valuable for the response to those creations. Right. So, um, I can spend today writing for 30 minutes and that makes me feel alive. And, um, you know, if I'm mentally healthy enough to, to spend time doing that today, um, and that makes me feel alive and it brings value to my life because I created something out of nothing. And that's such a cool experience. Um, now if I write something for 30 minutes a day and then I put it out into the world, I put it on the internet and everybody, uh, hates it. Or even if everybody loves it, those are not the things that should give me value. It's the creation of the thing that should give me value. Um, and so I think that's a very people need to make a clear distinction because a lot of people, they write and they love it and they love writing. And then they put it out to the world and it gets squashed and then they stop writing. And that makes me so depressed um, because I do believe that there's so much value that comes out of the process of it. And the process of it is what's going to make you better over time in order for it to be accepted um, by the world. But the acceptance of it shouldn't determine your value. And I think it's a very important distinction to make. Oh, yeah. The value is not in what we do. Yeah. It is not in what we do. But we do... And that's, that's some of what's going on right now when we're struggling with the feeling of, like, we need to be constantly doing something. Uh, it's an idea that we aren't worth anything if we aren't doing anything, if we aren't creating anything. And the truth is, yeah. is that that's not the case. You know, we are valuable just because um, of what we bring into this world, our pers- point of views, our perspectives, totally. uh, who we are. Uh, what we have to say, the fact is, is that even if somebody doesn't agree with what you create or like what you create, the fact is, is that you have a right to say it. The fact yeah. is, is that you have a right to create it. You have a right to put it out there. And it is totally okay if other people do not get it. It is yeah. totally okay if other people do not resonate with it. Again, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Right. And that's okay. And not only that, but you... Are the only person who can say it that way. So I, uh, a lot of a lot of writers will ask me, um, "Hey, I had this great movie idea, and then I just was reading in um, the trades about how a movie is going to come out, and it's the exact same idea that I came up with. Like, what should I do?" Uh, and I always say to them, "I was like, still write your idea, because we can take a um, hundred people." all give them the exact same idea and you're going to get a hundred drastically different scripts because of what we bring to it. Right. Everybody. And that, that's a great way to look at our personal value. Um, nobody can say something in the way that you say it. 
you bring um, your personal values, you bring your past experiences, you bring your hurt and your struggles, you bring um, your joy, you bring your personality, you bring your influences, and all of those things jumbled together create art that only you can create. Um, it's a great way to look at, hey, you're valuable because nobody else can do what you do, right? Um, and I really believe that everybody is a storyteller to some to some level, that everybody is an artist to some level, no matter what they're creating. You know, some people may create businesses, right? So you may not think of that as art, but there is that there is a unique perspective brought to that. Um, art could be raising children. You know, you're you, no one can raise children like you can raise children, and and I think it's important to to um, to go into everything with that mindset of uh, what can I bring that's unique to me to this, no matter to matter no matter what it is. How can I make art out of whatever it is that I'm doing? Yeah, well, we have to remember that we're the channel, essentially. We're the channel. We are not the thing. We are not the writing. We are whatever it is that you, it's an expression. Your life is an expression. Your life is a story. That's what I talk about a lot on my site, The Art of Becoming, is this is a journey. It's not about the destination. It's not about the thing. It's about who you become along the way, the unfolding into the hopes and dreams that you have. It's not a destination to get there. Yeah, and, I like um, that. Yeah, thank you. And what, when it comes to creation, I think people make it into this big thing, but creation is literally taking from the ethers an idea, an essence, and bringing it into the world into some kind of form. So it's, it's very much taking a lump of clay. It's just like taking a lump of clay and you have an idea of what you want to turn it into, and you turn it into that. That's creation. Yeah. You know, you yeah. are going to, let's say, you're, let's go back to the parenting reference. You're going to be a parent. That's happening. Okay. How you create being a parent is taking that idea and that notion and, and the perspectives you have and bringing that into parenting. And now you're creating that. So yeah. let's take the pressure off of creation. You know, and, and can we talk about one thing? Because one of the things that, one of the things that brought up this conversation we're having today is a phone call that I had with a friend of mine who was kind of feeling like she was driving herself nuts because she was trying to, she, uh, she was, felt like she was jumping from different instruments and she felt this need or this, she felt like she had, she should be right now since we're so, so open with our time that she should be focusing on one instrument. And she was driving herself crazy because she kept bouncing around mm -hmm. and, and I, and I told her, I said, you know what? That's creativity. That's the essence of creation. Um, I know a lot of people, let's say for, for your community script class, they all feel like they need to be writing that novel. They need to be writing that script. They need to be creating something. And then if they're not being productive or if they aren't creating anything, there's a, you, they're beating themselves up. But writing is writing. So you could be spending all your time journaling. There's a lot of stuff in my journal that will never see the light of day. Totally. But it's still the essence of writing because I'm yeah. keeping that creative flow going through. But if I yeah. said, oh, I need to sit down and only write my novel, we'll watch creativity drive up. Drive up. Yeah, yeah, when you put that you much know? pressure on it. Uh, yeah. you, when your friend's talking about instruments, you mean literal, like, instruments, yeah. playing instruments? Like yeah. She, yeah, guitar. And uh, right. she just she was playing guitar for many, many years, and then she lost her husband. Oh, well. And so she was bouncing between different instruments, and she kept coming into wanting to play the ukulele. She kept coming back to that, and yet she kept avoiding it. 
and she didn't understand why. And when I talked to her a little bit, which I think what she was doing when she was bouncing back and forth is instinctively trying to find the instrument that would help her through and help her express. All right. That didn't feel sad. Yeah. The guitar yeah. was feeling sad for her. So the yeah. ukulele was instinctively, she was uh, trying to find the instrument that would bring her out of that grief. Right, right. And so yeah. the reason that I want to talk about this today is to stop limiting ourselves and thinking that it has to come through one form. So yeah. let's say you do want to be a writer uh, and you want to write that novel, yet all you want to do right now is cook. Or all yeah. you want to do right now is watch films that are yeah. happy. That's okay. Follow that flow. Because yeah. that is still creativity at the end of the day. You know? But it's just in a different form. Yeah. So this friend of mine taught me guitar. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that's great. And I think, um, I think we do have to chase um, what lights us up, you know, and that can change from day to day. Um, the form of that um, for myself, there is nothing that lights me up like uh, writing. You know, I would rather write than do just about anything, even though it's a big challenge to sit down and do that every day still, um, just because lots of things are pulling in different directions. It does take a little bit of intentionality. Uh, but I think a lot of people, yeah, I think most, a lot of people um, need to, to try different things and, um, and to flex different muscles, and those different muscles can... Uh, bring different parts of you out. So I, I loved that analogy that you talked about. Like she was looking for that right way to, to cope and to mourn, and, and, and the ukulele was the only instrument that, that could do that for her. I think that's a really a really cool kind of analogy, um, and I think that I, I think that's true with, with a lot of art. Um, and ultimately, that's what art is about, right? Art is, is. a way to bring uh, our insides out, right? It's a way to communicate in a way... Um, without having to put necessarily words on it, right? Uh, I know that everything I write, uh, even if I'm writing some, you know, big, dumb action adventure sci-fi thing, um, every bit of my soul goes into that. So every bit of, of my past pain and struggle and my current uh, roller coaster of things all gets poured into that wacky thing that I'm writing, right? Because that's that's what art does, is, is it pulls all those things out of you. Um, I do think... Um, I think it's totally fine to be hopping around, um, but I think I think if you're going to be hopping around like that, that you you got to be honest about what you're creating. Um, that it is intentional. That you're being transparent about your emotions and feelings, and I, and I find that really in a healthy way. Um, certainly, the idea of hopping around. Um, with the intention of like becoming an expert at something um, can be a hindrance and can be a distraction and can be uh, a form of procrastination, right? Um, but especially, I, I love the way that you're framing it. Like during this time, like be forgiving with yourself. Find that thing that really speaks to you, that, that gives you a voice, uh, whatever that may be. Um, and especially the younger you are, um, the more opportunities you have, right, to, to test out and figure out what that one thing for you is. You know, for in my early 20s, I played in bands and wrote music, and um, and it took me a while to find really what I loved about music was songwriting. And so um, when I transferred that to screenwriting, 
um, that was kind of my home, right? And I haven't picked up a guitar in probably 10 years. Um, so I did find, I, I had jumped around because I was young and I was looking for that. Where is my voice going to end up? Um, it ended up being screenwriting and filmmaking, um, which is really uh, where I feel most at home, right? But it did take it kind of hopping around a little bit in order to find that thing. Mm, yeah, well, in my personal life, just in full transparency, actually, I found myself, I was very focused for a very long time um, on, on one of my crafts, uh, photography, for a very long time. I wanted to be a writer for a very long time. Um, I love movies and scripts. Uh, but life took me in a direction where I wasn't able to go in that, that way. Uh, so I ended up being a photographer for many years. And then all of a sudden that dried up and I had to go and explore again. And so this idea of being able to explore and forgiving ourselves for that and letting go of the societal notion that we have to be somewhere and do something uh, by a certain whatever or you're too old to explore all of a sudden if you're not 20. Right, you know, right. Uh, we need yeah, to be able to willing to ex continue to explore because if we don't, we become stagnant energy, even in whatever you're doing. So let's say you've Absolutely. been writing for 10 years, but if you're not... And that was the biggest thing that it taught me was that I was becoming stagnant in one form of art and I had to step away from it in order to explore different parts of myself and life and who I really am. Yeah. Uh, so that can bring something new to my writing or whatever it is that I choose to be expressing through. Yeah, yeah, I felt like maybe I misspoke earlier when I, when I said, especially if you're younger, but yeah, you're totally right that no matter what age you're at, um, and I think a lot of people do get in this trap of, hey, I want to be a writer. And they've been doing it for 10 years and it just doesn't make them happy anymore. But they're sticking with it because they feel like, oh, I've invested all this time. Um, and, you know, at one time I enjoyed it. And I just need to make this happen. But it just doesn't bring them joy anymore. Then I definitely think that those people need to start fishing around for that thing that makes them happy again. Um, yeah. Well, I can't think of, yeah. Go no, go ahead. No, for me, I wrote for a very long time. And I just, and this is the, I guess this is the way life works for me. I'll do something for a while and then I'll hit a wall and I have to go out and explore again. So for me, I wrote for a very long time uh, when I was much younger, uh, but then I kept hitting a wall. Like there was another level for me to go to, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. And um, I would have to say that now that I've done a lot of exploring and went, and went this direction and kind of didn't let myself, I didn't limit myself and I've just been exploring different things. That doesn't mean that I'm not responsible. It doesn't mean that I'm not, focusing my energy in one direction and continuing to build there. But at the same time, I'm not holding myself back from going and trying new things. And I feel like it's made my work richer. Yeah. And it's come up with a whole bunch of new ideas. Like the Art of Becoming website came out of that fact that I've been exploring. Yeah, I think that's, um, I love that point, actually, of even if, like, even if I am a writer and I love writing and that's all I want to do with my life, um, like I kind of mentioned before, your, your voice is influenced by your experiences, right? So get out and try new things, get out and risk, uh, your stories are going to be richer. Your, um, your characters are going to be richer because you're able to say, Oh, I've actually experienced that thing before. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. no matter what that is, just chase your passions. They say, you know, one of the greatest thing a writer can be is curious, right? So it's not really people say write what you know, but really is write what you want to know. So um, really get out and explore and try new things and try new experiences and then figure out 
what that's like because it's all going to come back into into your art anyways oh yeah i mean for me the longest time i just uh, my father was a uh, he, he dabbled in um in modeling and he was on sets doing you know uh doing extra work and stuff so that world was always in my life and i loved film so when i was a kid i did a lot of writing until i was about 18 19 um, all I wanted to be was like director, screenwriter. That's all I wanted to do. And then I moved to a small town where I wasn't able to, to do any of that. And so I had to pivot my desire. And so it pivoted into photography. Mm. The reason I bring that up right now is because the characters and the stuff that I was writing at that age was so one dimensional. What I bring to it now, if I went back to that, would bring so much more to it instead of yeah. writing about being happy or writing about being sad now i can write about the nuances of being sad you know because yeah. being sad is not one dimensional yeah. you know and so i can write about the what it's like to i can write about characters that are coming from certain perspectives because i know what it's like i can relate to it you know so yeah. there's if we stop limiting ourselves there's a range um and a depth that we can bring to our work you know, I can, I can write um, a novel all I want, but if I pick up my guitar and I write a song, I can express an emotion through a different way. Once I express that emotion, I might be able to come back to my character or whatever. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's great. Yeah. And I know that you, you've definitely been able to bring that into your own work with your own personal life. And I'm pretty sure that right now what you're going through with bringing uh, your feature film into the world, I really feel like this would be something also that you're going to be able to bring to your next piece of work, your experience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of uh, younger writers especially, you know, uh, are like, oh, I want to write this war film, right? I'm like, <laughs> war is never something you've experienced before, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, like, we want to write the movies we grew up on. So, yeah. Um, um, and they definitely can influence our style for sure. Right, right, you know? yeah. But you've got to bring something personal to it, or else the audience just can't connect to it, right? Can't relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think something else to talk about while we're all kind of quarantined: what are the emotions and the feelings that it's bringing up right now? You know, yeah. being open to that and being willing to feel the feelings that are coming up right now. If you're an artist. You can put that into your work. Yeah. You know, uh, so many of us have had these ups and downs of sadness, anger, frustration, um, boredom, annoyance. You name it. We've had a roller coaster of emotions in the last month or so. If you've been in the U.S., probably yeah. longer. If you've been in yeah. other state, uh, countries, uh, that's a, those are feelings that humans relate to. Yeah, there are a lot of unique <laughs> emotions right now, for sure. Um, and I know for myself, I feel like I'm like just more moody than ever. Like week to week, I just completely change um, to sadness, to bitterness, um, to um, being okay in the moment. Um, and, but that's life, right? I mean, um, I should embrace it more often and really understand that we just, um, life is a roller coaster of emotions and, and, uh, emotions aren't bad, you know, they're good to embrace. Um, I think art really helps us understand emotions. Um, 
uh, and I think you can take what you're going through. And I love that you talked about journaling. Um, I think that's a great form of dealing with what you're going through and gives you a way to understand and grasp and kind of uh, gives you something to hang on to. I think for me personally, I, I'm terrible at recognizing what mood I'm in. I, I have to kind of, I just know I feel something and I have to ask my wife, hey, what mood am I in? And she's like, oh, you're really bitter right now because of this thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, I'm just bad at self-diagnosing that. Um, but I do think, uh, I think as a writer um, and as any artist, you're constantly have that artist brain on, right? So you're constantly looking for things to grab onto that you're going to use in the future, little nuggets of, um, of emotions, of experiences, of scenarios, of lines of dialogue. And we're constantly collecting these things. Um, and I, I like journaling because it helps you collect those. It gives you a place to put them, you know, you're putting all those things in your in your writer's piggy bank to pull out later, right? Um, when you smash it open, when you're actually working on your product. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of crazy emotions right now. And, uh, you know, whether we turn them into something eventually or not, we'll see. But um, right now, it's just know what comes through when we're writing. Once we open that channel, yeah. up, I think we can do a lot of collecting. But when you actually sit down to create your project, it's instinctual. It'll come True. through whatever needs to be coming through. Um, you know, one of the things about not to cut you off. I'm sorry, I did cut you off a little bit there. No, sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I don't remember where I, where I was going oh, with sorry that. Sorry about that. I have that habit of doing that sometimes. Now, the thing about journaling, though, one of the main things that I've learned about journaling, sometimes I'll journal to try to understand something. And guys, anybody who has any questions about creativity or anything that, you're, that you feel is uh, limiting you or holding you back or things you're struggling with, please put it in the comments. I'd love, we'd love to answer any of these questions you guys might have about this. Um, now, what I'm talking about journaling, though, is sometimes I'll, I will journal so that I can understand my feelings and sometimes, a lot of the times, though, uh, a new technique I've had with journaling is just writing when something comes through and getting used to hearing something, getting an idea, and stopping what I'm doing to collect it, to write it down, to explore it. Because a lot of times we'll get a new idea and we'll go, we'll put it off and we'll be like, oh yeah, I'll get it to it tomorrow. And I was bad at that. I was notorious for just having an idea and not following through. This process that I've been in um, the last five years or so into constantly collecting the new ideas that come through and follow through with them. And when I did that, it opened up new roads. You know, I think humans were, were notorious for avoiding <laughs> really bad habits of doing that. Um, yeah. But it, even if you're just in journaling, let's say you have a thought or an idea and it pops up in your mind, just go ahead and write it out. Yeah. See where it takes you. If anything, there's a depth that comes from it, I feel. Yeah, the more time you spend uh, on an idea, the more sticky it becomes, right? The more yeah. you are, um, the more it sticks in your brain, and the more you can't get rid of it. Um, I actually have a tattoo on my arm of, um, it's a scene from Chronicles of Narnia. So C.S. Lewis 
said that when uh, the first vision that he had was just of this, uh, it was like Mr. Tumnus, right? It's the uh, fawn, and he's walking oh, through yeah. the forest, and he's carrying a parcel. Um, so that's the tattoo I have on my arm, because he said he started with just this one image, uh, and then, you know, what are we, a hundred years later, and it's this giant franchise, and it's it's yeah. been in the lives of children for for. A, a century and like this this one single image became this giant big thing right um and so that's always been inspiring to me is that um you know he wasn't um you know he wasn't this great children's author when he had that vision um i think he was a theologian and all these other things but um but he, he it all it all started with that one image and, and how you know that could be you that could be me that could be anybody watching this is that you get that one image but what it requires is to act on that image too right so it's not enough to just say hey i've got this great idea it's going to require a lot of work it's going to require a lot of action it's going to require a lot of putting time in um so i do think that uh yes i love that idea of kind of capturing ideas um but you definitely have to keep building on it um, one of the saddest things in the world to me is, is people who kind of like, oh, I got this idea 12 years ago and I've just been mulling it in my mind and, I, and one day I want to make this movie out of it. And I was like, no, just go write it, right? Go write mm -hmm. it and then, and then come up with a new idea and write that and come up with a new idea and write that. Um, because it does take, it takes getting it out. Like it's not enough to just, to mull it over. It takes some action. Yeah. Well, I think it starts with willingness. It starts with willingness. I don't, before you can even get into the action part, you have to first be willing to go there and explore it and touch it and try it. I mean, yeah. Harry Potter started with the same thing. She got a vision uh, of uh, the character that would become Harry Potter. What if she never explored it? What if she put it yeah. off? What if she didn't, um, she didn't take it? Um, and sometimes we have ideas and nothing comes of them. We go and we explore it, we're willing, we try, and then it doesn't go anywhere. And that's okay, because that's also a part of the journey, too. We're, we're all, we don't know taking us nowhere, uh, but it's only, sometimes it's stepping stone to somewhere else. Again, there's the, yeah. don't limit yourself, allow yourself to go with this flow of creativity, because creativity and life are just not a straight line. It's not a point from A yeah. to Z. It's a point sometimes, I talk about this a lot, from point A to D to F back to you know Q, back to A for some reason, because we don't know why. And that's what life really yeah. is, and that's what creativity is. It's an exploration um, more of ourselves than it is the creative work. But I do agree yeah. that you should yeah. definitely actually put the focus to finish and get it done things that you yeah. know you're meant to do and it's an instinctive thing yeah yeah artists often talk themselves out of things a lot uh and i think it is a mental thing i think it's if i finish this thing i have the chance of being rejected if i finish this thing people will see it and it'll be terrible if i finish this thing um i might think it's terrible and all of that might be true but um you know what if c.s lewis had said that what if jk rowling had said that right i mean like you you don't know where it's going to go until you move forward with it and i liked what you were talking about too that an idea can take you in different directions too. I had this, uh, I wrote a comic book once with a friend 
uh, and it was like a Western. It was um, this kind of like monster story. Um, and it ended up not working out the project. Uh, but I took that seed and um, wrote a screenplay out of it. Completely different setting, completely different characters, but it had a similar like plot element. Um, because that's what the idea wanted to be. It didn't want to exist in that previous version, right? You kind of had to... Um, but I would never know that if I didn't finish the comic book and then finish the screenplay version and then rewrite the screenplay version. Like, it took multiple iterations that I really put, put, took putting the time in in order for it to become what it really needed to be. And it's probably not done yet. I mean, it probably still needs to go through a few iterations, um, especially if we end up making it... Um, with different collaborators and collaborators and things as well. Um, but isn't, isn't that just some beautiful ideas that you can have this random idea in your head. And then, you know, like we made, uh, our first feature film, it started with just like a random idea. And then, um, then I'm on set with actors and, and, and cinematographers and, and people lugging cameras around and, um, um, makeup artists did it like, and all that started with a journal. I like, that's just so, amazing and cool what art can do um to bring people together and um and what a, just a small germ of an idea can turn into eventually yeah it's amazing what creativity can do if we allow yeah. it if yeah. we are willing to be the channel for it because essentially that's what it is when cl lewis had the vision and um jk rowling had the vision of harry it was a glimpse of, do you want this? Yeah, do you yeah. want to be the channel of it? Some of these things that we're being called to hold on to by the universe or through the muse or what, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, whether it's a piece of art, writing, uh, a business, it doesn't really matter what it is. We're, we're essentially being given through our visions, through our dreams, an opportunity for something. Are we willing yeah. to go there? Are we willing to be the channel? Are we willing to be the vessel for it? It's very similar to, again, what started this whole conversation. It's a conversation with my friend that sparked an idea to message you to do this, to now yeah. spread this message that we're spreading to other people. They're going to then turn around and take whatever it is they feel like they need to take from this conversation into their own lives. Again, yeah, if we cool. are willing to follow the inspiration, the idea, the creativity, uh, we don't know where it's going to take us. We don't need to have any expectations because that holds us back a lot. Sure. Uh, yeah. but it, becomes, it always becomes more if we're willing to be the channel. So for yeah. me, the idea came through to me and I was willing to be the vessel and the channel for the conversation. You too were willing to do that. And yeah. now it keeps going. Yeah, it's kind of like chasing the white rabbit, right? Like, you see the rabbit, yeah. you can either chase it or you can stay in your safe world. Um, but if you chase it, you're going to go on that adventure, uh, wherever it may lead. Yes. Yeah, so um, do you read, uh, have, you read, have you read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Yes, yes. I was she talks about sure. this idea a lot, uh -huh. yeah, about um, ideas coming to us. And she says that if we don't bring an idea to life, the idea is going to go to someone else, right? And she oh, says that this is... Yeah, this is why you see um, similar ideas out in the world is because an idea is going to want to find a home somewhere, right? And so it's going to come to you. And if you're not willing to put the time in to bring it to life, it's going to go to something else. And I love that. I mean, like, I don't know what I think about, you know, the whole spirituality side of that or the magic side of that, which I... Like, you, I, know really, that I you know that's, that's my world. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. And, and I really want to believe in that. Um, and I think it's so cool. And I love that. Either way, I love that language of um, of an idea as a being, um, as, as, as something concrete. I think it's really cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, you know what? Let's take it even further. Uh, because there are ideas, like Elizabeth Gilbert talked about, that it will just bounce from one person to another because it's meant to come through the world. Yep. Destiny is very similar in the sense that an idea will keep coming to you and saying, are you going to take it up? Are you going to take it up? Are you going to take up the sword? Are you going to do it? Are you going to be willing? Yeah. And we can put it off so many times. And um, Campbell talks about this in The Hero's Journey, where it's oh, yeah. going to come to you. Are you willing to take it up? Life is, yeah. is the same way. Uh, the idea of the hero's journey is in writing, is in writing a story of a hero becoming. But in our lives, it's the same, same deal. We are the heroes becoming if we're willing to go there. Um, but destiny will keep tapping on us and saying, can you do this? They'll keep bringing in ideas to us. Will you take it? And we want to assume that it'll go to somebody else, but no, some of them are actually destined for us. Are we willing to take it? And if we don't, it dies with us. It never comes into the world through us. Because if we aren't willing to put it through us, pull us through, pull it through us as channels, we can't color it with what we have to offer. You know? And if we don't color it with what we have to offer in this world, then it dies with us and it never materializes. And the thought of that is um, saddening. Right, I think yeah. it's something that is destined for it. Because, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, Hudson, what is meant to come through you is only meant to come through you because of yeah. your personal backgrounds and your personal perspectives. Yeah. And that's true for everybody watching this and everybody in the world. We are the vessels, we are the channel for the universe, ether, source, whatever you want to call it, to come through us and materialize. Mm. And when we, and it doesn't matter if it is a script, a blog, a movie, a business, whatever. It must come through us in order to materialize. And it's our choice yeah. whether we take it up. Yeah, I love, I love that. Um, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. And there's something really beautiful about this this uh, joining of the universe, of bringing these beautiful ideas out into the world, of us being the only ones to interpret it, at least in our way. Um, and even, and then that kind of next uh, level of that, which I really believe in collaboration and in that art should bring us together. So maybe that's collaborating between artist and audience. Maybe it's um, between two artists. Maybe it's between mentor and mentee. Um, but I think that art should bring us together as well. And then there's another element of not just the universe providing an idea, us accepting it in our voice, but something magical happens when we connect with each other as well. Um, Absolutely. And I, and I love just that focus of, hey, how can, what can I do with my art today that's going to connect me with other people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's an instinctive thing, too, because an idea will pop in your mind. You know, I could have taken this whole idea myself and, and put it out there, but I wasn't told to just bring it out there. I was told, contact you. Yeah, now, it yeah. was your choice whether you wanted to be a part of it or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that, you know, you were offered it. You said yes, and here we go. There's also something really important um, about trying to find the words to to say it. Um, let's see if it was going to come through again. Sorry, I lost it. That's all right. <laughs> but it is true that, you know, had I not agreed to this, you would, someone else might have agreed to it, and um, it would look very differently. And, uh, no, and I, I, was, I really still, I really, really feel instinctively that had you said no, the idea would have not happened. 
period. Yeah, yeah, I would have been yeah. told no. You know, yeah. because um, the thing that I was going to uh, bring through, uh, it's so evasive what I was trying to say. It's the essence <laughs> of what we have to offer uh, is unique to us. Mm, true. You know, uh, I don't think I would have been able to have a conversation like this with somebody else because it was meant to come through you. You right, know what right. I mean? And just like this is meant to come through me. That's the other thing we need to understand is whatever we put out into the world, it isn't about whether or not it receives acclaim or recognition. Mm. What we create and what we put through us is meant to go out to whomever is meant to hear it, feel it, experience it. You know, some people felt one thing about Jaws and other people felt something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can watch a uh, Steven Spielberg film and some people will resonate with his work and some people won't. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not about you resonating with every person. It's about you resonating with whoever it is you're meant to resonate with. Sure. Yeah. With, with, you know? with the right people, whoever they, that, that might be. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, is there anything else you want to add to this conversation? Or does anybody else have a question that they want to add to this? Yeah, no, I, I, this has been an amazing conversation for me to really hone in on a lot of these uh, these subjects, that, a lot of things that I'm dealing with right now, and put, and put some words to ideas. Uh, so I think it's been, uh, I think this has been really, really great, and hopefully helpful to the people that find it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Take the pressure off of yourself. You know, allow... Okay, so the thing that was evasive that what I was trying to bring it through is, you know, this feeling of being enough. A lot of us will have an opportunity or want to write, create some piece of art, and we hold ourselves back because we feel, who am I to write this? Who am I to be here? What am I, what do I have to offer? It's not good for me, it's for somebody else. And the way that I see it is, if you are a part of the conversation, if you are in the room, if the idea is before you, then you are enough and you have something to offer to it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could have this conversation here. Um, I got this idea for this conversation because I had something to offer. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I hope I offered something. Um, and you were meant to come to this conversation because you had something to offer to it. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to take the pressure off for ourselves and start recognizing that we are enough just by the fact that we even have it to begin with. I don't right. believe that the universe brings anything to us uh, by mistake. Yeah. You know? So, uh, whatever situation you're in right now, whatever ideas are coming to you, whether you're getting no ideas or tons of ideas, let's not compare ourselves to each other. Let's just accept where we are right now. Yeah, I think, um, I think just the, um, like I kind of talked about taking the idea. And the idea is part of your voice, right? It's, it, that doesn't that same idea might come to someone else, but it would come in a different form. Um, and uh, so I, I think the question of whether I should not I should chase this thing, um, the answer should always be yes, yes, chase it. You yes, can chase because it because it's there to you. Yeah, you can chase it until a door will uh, maybe at some point 
uh, you will hit kind of a roadblock that you can't get over or another idea takes over or um, it's just not meant to be brought to completion. Um, but definitely, I, I really believe that people um, need to chase that idea and see where it goes. And um, like you mentioned before, a lot of it is just about the journey. It's not really about the end point. It's about, it's about chasing that, that white rabbit, right? See, see where the journey takes you. Uh, it's not about where you're going. Um, it's about the experiences you have along the way. Yeah, well, it's also about, it's not necessarily also about where it takes you. Sometimes it's about where it's, what it's meant to show you. Yeah. You know, what are you meant to hear? What are you meant to learn? Some of our projects don't go very far because they were just meant to show us where we were being triggered, where we need some, to do some work. You know, a lot of the times if you've done three or four projects and they don't, they don't move per, uh, past a certain point, uh, then maybe that's the universe trying to show you, hey, you've got a belief here. You've got something here. If you always get to a project, but you never quite finish them, okay, well, maybe something you're supposed to look to at this point and go, why are you afraid of finishing your work? Yeah, are you afraid yeah, of putting absolutely. it out there in the world? I can't tell you how many times I had projects um, writing. You know, I've had so many stories that I've written that I didn't finish because I was afraid of what did it mean if I did finish it? What did yeah. it mean if I did put it out there? Uh, what would it mean for my family? What would it mean? What would my father think? What would, you know, all these different things that pop yeah. up. But had I not had so many unfinished projects that really irritated me, I wouldn't have been able to be willing to explore why. Recommend you know? You're certainly not alone there. Yeah. I think every creator, every artist faces that same thing um, and that, that fear. And it, and a lot of it's subconscious, and you don't realize, like you said, it takes a, a lot of being hit over the head with it to really realize it. Mm -hmm. um, and a willingness that, to explore the whys. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and being sensitive to that. Uh, my, it looks like my battery's going to die on my, my phone okay, here, well, so, we, so we, we can we can wind it down. Well, yeah, no no problem. Uh, listen, I was going to do it anyway because your internet keeps going spotty again. So go ah, ahead, gotcha. guys. Uh, for anybody watching this still or watching the recording of this, um, Hudson has a really awesome course that he, about if you've ever wanted to write a screenplay, uh, he's really being generous and offering it for free. So, uh, Hudson, I think you can go to it through via your link, right, at ScriptBlast? Yeah, you can just go to ScriptBlast.com um, or click the link in the bio on at ScriptBlast on my Instagram account. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a the workshop that we're offering for free right now. Uh, it kind of gives you an overview of what um, a professional screenwriter um what their journey to, to that career looks like and how to get from the beginning of that journey to the end of that journey and how to diagnose where you are uh, on the course of that. Um, so it kind of goes into four different areas that you kind of need to master um, in order to make your writing dreams into a career. Um, and so it's, it's a real brief overview. It takes about an hour to go through it. It comes with worksheets and uh, video courses and all that kind of stuff free to sign up for at scriptblast.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's an awesome thing that he's giving away, guys. So take it up. If you're interested, take that offer. Uh, you can go to my website at The Art of Becoming Me if you're interested in this whole idea about the journey of life and the ups and downs that we have and realizing that it, um, life is not about the destination. It's about who you are becoming on the way to that destination. So if you have hopes and dreams, realize it's not about the hopes and dreams about getting there so much as it becoming in order to have the hopes and dreams. Again, when I was talking about um, not finishing projects and it really irritating you, uh, what I came to find out was it was a lot of it was me not feeling good enough to carry that work into the world. 
And so I had to deal with a lot of those, what was holding me back, my perspective. Again, you guys can find that at artbecoming.me. So. Cool. Thanks so much, Stephanie. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm yeah. um, really, really glad we made this happen. Yes, and, well, uh, thank so, like, you for I, saying I'm, yes. I'm very inspired. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to say bye to everybody, and thank you for everybody for being here. Estra and Art, you're very welcome. And uh, guys, have an awesome day. Take care. Bye, right, guys. Bye. See ya. So much for listening. If you'd like, share this episode with a friend. That way we can get it into the ears of people who need it the most. You can also visit my website at theartofbecoming.me. While there, you can go ahead and download my guide, Own That Shit, Three Ways to Own Who You Are, Own What You Do, and Own It Out Into the World. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.